Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetar Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Mom Pressure, Mommy and Me Anxiety. We knew that the first day of school caused jitters for children, but how about first day of bringing your child to family time or any other mom and baby classes, especially if you're new to an area or are arriving without a friend posse? We know it can be a judgy world out there. Just check out podcast number 28 on mom's sanity. But today I have three moms at the square table who are all in family time baby classes. Two of them are first time moms. I have Stephanie Garvet, Mel Cohen, and Alyssa Wetcher. It's Alyssa who recommended this topic. When I met them in their first classes, I saw them as confident, quick to make friends, and all in for every activity. They are outgoing and fun moms. So let's find out what it feels like to venture out into new mom-child experiences. Before I pass the mic over to Alyssa, let me say we have two amazing little babies in the <laughs> podcast room with us. We do have Ian and Hannah, and they are happy on a floor blanket. So if you hear some baby sounds, we love it. So Alyssa, tell us about your family and why this was an important topic to you. All right. Um, so I'm new to the Boca area. and um, How new? Uh, I moved when I was eight months pregnant in February. So, um, you know, and I'm, I'm new to the mommy role, obviously, mm. my first daughter. And, um, you know, my husband, you know, gave me the choice. He's like, you could, you know, go back to work or stay home. It's up to you. And I was like, well, I've got the choice. I'm staying home. <laughs> right, right. Are you kidding? And one of the things about being a new mom and being a stay-at-home mom is having the option to do these classes. And you'll get to hear from Stephanie in a little bit, but, you know, she's... So you heard some scary stories. I heard some great stories. I give truthful <laughs> stories. Good, yes. good. But, you know, it's, it's a fun part of it. And, you know, I was really, really looking forward to this experience. But when you look forward to anything, I think that there's the cycle of emotions where you start off as excited and then you get <laughs> nervous and then you're a little scared. Okay, so what was the anticipation? Um, well... The anticipation is, you know, going in and, and having fun, you know, and, and being a mom and being able to do all of these things that you know of your other mom friends doing. You fi- you finally get to have the experience. Right, right. Um, so is it that you wanted the experience to be perfect or that you wanted it to be special or was it, will I find a place that matches who I am and who we are? All of those. All of them. Okay. Yeah. So we'll come back to some, to what your first experience was really like. Um, and how old is Hannah now? She's six months, and it's my little fetcher. Okay, great. She's going to get some lap time now. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to Stephanie and find yeah. out. Um, first, 
Tell us about your family and then what that first experience was for you. I have two kids. I have a son who just turned three and a daughter who just turned one. And when I had my son, I was living in South Beach. And I was a little bit all over the place because all my close friends lived 45 minutes north. So I did a slew of classes with them. And then I did classes on the beach. So I was trying everything from like Broward to Miami. I did a whole bunch of mommy and me's with Sam. And I think most and new moms do try a I lot tried of programs. Yeah. I I must say I'm pretty knowledgeable. And then um <laughs> and then when I had my daughter, we were still on the beach and I started mommy and me down there and in Broward. And then we moved when she was I guess nine ish months. We just moved in um at the end of August to Boca. So I had to start all over because I didn't know the mommy and me world. And did, you didn't have friends in Boca? I have some older friends, but no one that matched up exactly with my kids' ages. Okay. So it was kind of like starting all over from what I knew. So, so tell us about that, that experience that you shared with Alyssa that scared the bejeebies oh, out of gosh. her. <laughs> I, the, true, the true reality mom story. When you have a good friend, you tell her all the good, the bad, and the ugly as it happens, and that's the problem. But with Sam, I took a class. My favorite story was I took a class called Zumbini, which is Zumba for Babies. And I took it with the original woman who wrote the program. She sings the songs. She trains everyone throughout the Zumba program. But you're singing and dancing with your babies. And I took Sam at six months because I was so excited to do it. Everyone on the beach raved about Zumbini. And she says, now we get up and we have to hop around because this is the kangaroo song. And if your baby doesn't walk, you have to hold them and hop. So I wanted to impress all my like new friends that told me you have to come to the class. And I wanted to impress the teacher because she was so amazing and charismatic. And she's like, and if your baby's really young, just bounce. And I was like, no, nah, we're going to hop. We're going to do this because I know I'm in shape. I could, ex- you know, I exercise. This is great. So, of course, I was hopping around the kangaroo song and my kid threw up everywhere. <laughs> and I just felt like I just had that rookie mom stamp all over my face. <laughs> It was but, so funny. Okay, so I was imagining far worse than this. No, no, so, no. I mean, of course they were kind and accepting. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they're used to baby spit up. And oh, yeah. It's all normal. Yeah, it was just that I felt pressure to, like, go that, all out. That, yeah. but, the next class, we just bounced. Okay. <laughs> and there, that, that is so much. You just have to learn. The, pub, the parenting in public, the coming out, yeah. um, the wanting to impress your new friends, and knowing, like, because you identify with, like, I, I mean, and I will vouch for all of you as the observer, like, you're cool moms. You've got it all going. There's nothing that you're, that I mean, you've got it all. And I could imagine, like, everybody else in the universe looking at you guys going, like, yeah, but look how cool they are. Look what they've got going. You know, and the reality is that everybody at some moment feels like this is my moment to be like great mom with a baby that can do everything. Cause, and, and it's that adaptation to like, well, and Mel was saying today before coming, like, but I'm really tired today because so he is not <laughs> sleeping. And it's this idea like how do you come out to a class to an experience, to anything, and just go, many weeks I don't, as you know. <laughs> but this, but, but we need you to come. We need you to come. This is how I am today. This is, you know, like, I am not my my perky, clever, witty self. I'm just like, that's, that's part of me, but I'm also like an exhausted, drained mom who can barely get a shower in on some days. So... I've been coming back for more stories. So, <laughs> <a lot> of- <laughs> good, good. Mel? 
So Ian is my first. Uh, he's seven months old. And my story is a little similar to Alyssa's. I'm originally from Boca. I grew up here. I moved back when I was eight months pregnant. So I've been living in Miami for the last seven, eight years. And I was like, absolutely not. Can't have a baby in Miami. So moved back to Boca. Don't have any other mom friends. I had one mom friend that I was introduced to when I was pregnant. You met Dana. And she was like my lifeline. But she yeah. lives in Fort Lauderdale. And I even was like telling her about this class. I'm like, do you want to go to this class with me? She's like, it's a really long commitment. Like, I can't do it. So I was like all alone. Yeah. And I remember coming here the first day. And, like, I didn't know, like, what room to, like, put the stroller in. And there was, like, a couple moms that knew each other from the prior semester. And they were talking. And I was like, what if nobody likes me? Just that insecurity. And it's not just me now. Because, like, if somebody doesn't like you and you're on South Beach, it's like, yeah, well, that's your loss. But when you're here with a baby, um, it's like, this is about us. And liking me is liking my baby. If the moms don't like me. Yeah then they don't like him or if they don't like him they don't like me so I was a little intimidated going into the group but um do you remember what you said to me in that first class and I was I I looked and I was like it was the end of class and I was like I'm so you were like you were you mentioned that you were a little bit nervous and I was like I'm so glad you're here you bring such fun to the class I remember when you said that that was such a nice compliment and you said to me I you said to me, me I didn't know how much of myself I should be. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, how could you hold back? I mean, like, because your exuberance for being a new mom, your, even your hesitation yeah. of like, yeah, but what are the rules? And what am I supposed yeah. to do? And where do I put the blanket? And what if I forgot my blanket? And, and what if my baby needs to be fed? I mean, we do try to send you a, yeah. we only send the email before the discover me, which is, you know, baby's rule. And if you, if your baby needs to eat halfway through the class, or if you need to get up and move, if your baby's not happy, I mean, we try to yeah. give you permission as if you need it, but just so that you know it's really okay with us. I feel like that women are very intimidating to begin with and going into like groups, like large groups of women, I've like always found throughout my life that they get very clicky and I feel like your class in particular is like not at all. And I was so surprised to see how kind of different every mom is, but they all get along so great and everyone's so welcoming. I was in another class where he was hungry. I pulled out my ready to go bottle of formula, but like three of the other moms were nursing and you know, there are those crowds, like, I have friends that nurse, I have friends that don't, but as, like, the non-nursing anymore mom, like, I've definitely felt the, like, where, you know, people will make comments while I'm giving him formula, like, you know, that's my help. And it's like, <laughs> it kind of, nice. you know. Thank having, you so you know, much. I don't know how I missed. I had a teacher of a class make a comment to a breastfeeding mom while I was giving him formula, you should keep breastfeeding because... She'll be healthier the longer you do it. And I'm sitting there like, kick in the stomach, you know? And you had that experience before coming Mm -hmm. to that? Because you started class, I mean, you guys, babies were young when you first started. He was, I think, four months. Four months. Okay, so it wasn't... So it was like around the three-month mark when I started, you know, dabbling with different... I went to a couple different classes before coming to you. Okay, I want to ask everybody... Do you feel, do, do we all agree? I mean, I don't want to believe it, but that women are tough or that being... Women are so tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the idea... Because I've been on both sides of the cliques. When I was with my son, I started Mommy and Me with a whole bunch of friends who we all got pregnant at the same time, luckily, which, you know, 
the stars just aligned and we got lucky that I had, you know, two good friends and we had babies within a couple, you know, weeks. And then we found another friend. And so when we started our first Mommy and Mia, you know, a couple months, we were all together. And in that class, I actually made a very, very close group of friends. And that first class, one of my friends told me recently, I had bought baby blankets for all of my girlfriends because we were all starting Mommy and Me together. So I was already had my click. So there was three or four of us with like the same baby blankets. With, bracelets. Yep, <laughs> with our personalized baby blankets. I was not trying to exclude everyone. Sure, sure. She told me months later after she, we all became good friends, she goes, that's so lucky. Oh, she goes, I didn't have the blanket. I didn't have the blanket. So now that clique yeah. of friends that I have made and we're all very close with, um, and she, she said she went home and she cried. She's like, they're all friends. And, you know, now all is well and our kids are three and we've been friends ever since. But, like, that blanket was so funny because now as we're all having our seconds, that's my gift to everyone. <laughs> I, I give love them it. all the, I I the, blanket. Got the blanket. <laughs> I've got it. I want to see the blanket. I was so, so proud to bring cute. it at my first day class. It's she was such like, a cute blanket. blanket. Because like you the, knew the blanket yes, story. It's like the perfect mommy and me blanket. It's small. It folds up. has a kid's name on it. So when you do circle time, you don't. pictures. Yeah. I felt like gross because first day, everyone had their baby on a blanket. And I just put them on the carpet. I'm like, am I disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> didn't I give, carpet? Didn't I give you a blanket? I and today you eat, and I brought one with me the first day. I remember that I took it out. I was like, I guess I'll take out my blanket. But even today, you put out a blanket. I was like, he's fine on the carpet. But okay, so here's and, and then I want to ask Alyssa oh, but about being the, on the other side of the click. So when I started with my son, I was I had a crowd, yeah. and my best friend that had a baby, her it was her second baby, and it was all of our first. So she kind of led the way, told us which sure. classes to take. Told she called me the night before. You need to bring your blanket. You need to bring this. Da, da, I would have been lost. So I was very calm and collected, and I had so much confidence. But moving to Boca, having no mom friends, and starting all over with Molly, I was on the outside. But this is so your I've first. Seen... This is your first semester with us. Yes, we so just moved in September. So what's shocking and impressive to me? It's so amazing because is that you were you were in the Wednesday class. You're still in the Wednesday mm -hmm. class, and you were going to miss some classes. You said. I'm going to come on Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> when I was thinking about this podcast, I said to Amy, the other teacher, I said, how is it like that Stephanie just showed up with all this confidence? I mean, here she's new mom, <laughs> new community, new experiences, and she's bouncing into multiple classes. Like, well, I had to check out the scene on both classes. I love it. I mean, and you and you truly just exude the confidence and yeah. the flexibility that, like, I like, I, 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 blend in this group. I yeah. blend in this group, and I make myself at home yeah. wherever I am. I'm trying to find my way. You know, I don't have that older friend this time to take my hand and say, when the baby is one, you're going to take this class, and when they're this age, we're going to sign up for music, and then we're going to do an art class. You know, like I had that. So now I feel like I'm really just trying to try everything so I can be that guide to my friends. There you go. And you have done it very well. I always tell myself, like, you need to sign up for this. I like, I'm, I like, call before, like, what cups do I buy? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you need that friend that's a step ahead of you, and it's kind of like paying it forward. Like, you know, when I was pregnant, someone gave me all the advice, and then I passed it down, I love you know? it. I love it. And in every group, there's that always that babies, organizing everything. mom, and then there's the other mom that's just going to be like, I'm just going to show up and use the carpet. You know? Yeah. Like, so, but before I ask Alyssa about the, the our moms, our women tough in general, my other my other observation or question is being on both sides 
isn't it? Because you didn't mean to be exclusive. No, you, you, absolutely you, not. And you absolutely embraced everybody that blended yeah. in with you. And you are inclusive in both of your classes now. So what I see is somehow, and this is, I mean, whether we talk about judginess, whether we talk about mom shame, it's not, is it really coming from outside? Or is it something in our culture, this new mommy culture, that that is like in that intensity that I want to show up and do this well, or I want to impress my new friends. And and, and it's like, 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 I have to gasp, like when you said, and I wanted to impress the teacher. It's like, oh, like, you know, like, how do we, you know, like, I don't want to, I, because some people will say to me, like, um, I didn't want to disappoint you. And I'm like, you can't, you can't, and your child could never, like, whatever, I, I mean, I want you to come to, to the class and with as, as much where you are as you can possibly be, and them as well. So it's like, how much of the mom whatever you're going to say about it are women tough is how much do we bring to that ourselves because no matter which side you're on there could be a misperception that that you belong or don't belong um i well i think i think we do put it on ourselves um you know there's like even a song lyric it's like um she's you know dressing up to impress the other girls yeah, 100%. <laughs> wow. you know yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so yeah. like even the first day I'm like thinking to myself like I'm I'm the kind of girl I wake up every day I put on a full face of makeup all day every day it's just who I am who I've always been and I'm like you know I don't want to look overdone I don't want to look underdone <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. look like I'm trying too hard but this is me yeah. and you know of course then it's my, my daughter's, until she has her choices, uh, the way she looks is a reflection of me, you yeah, know, yeah. Of, I know. Of my taste, not Hannah's taste yet. She will have her own voice at some point, and if, you know, she wants to only wear blue, then my kid will only wear blue, but until then, right. I'm wearing pink. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And, so, and, it, and they all, all be, I mean, she looks adorable. She's, but what I love is also when Mel said earlier to me today, because you were here a few minutes before everybody else, and that is, oh, he's got his dinner in his hair because I took his shirt off and, and he had, and he had stuff on the other shirt. Banana gel and so it's hair. like, but it's, if you have a baby, even at a, as a baby, that gets into stuff, oh, you yeah. know, that's, that's going to be all in experiencing, no matter how you start them, they're going to look a little different than, than that dress up baby. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like she's right, right now she's, she's perfect as, as the accessory, but she, you know, as soon as she starts getting into these textures more and more, yeah. you know, she's, she, that those outfits or the, she's going to start ripping off the bows. Oh, that's and, fine too. Oh, that Molly ripping off her bows every second. Take them off. Yeah. yeah. It kills me. So, um, okay. But it, the, the trying hard. I feel like it's twofold because as women, we put so much pressure on ourselves you know, we have that a little bit of that insecurity to be the best and put the pressure. And then we, it's like the reverse of paying it forward. Then we impose it on other women. <laughs> you know what it's like? So it comes from within and it's external at the same time. It doesn't have to be that way, but it just is. Well, and I think what happens, some of what happens is if you have, if you live in a mommy culture where no matter what you choose, it'll never be enough. Working or not working, breastfeeding or bottle feeding, all of the millions of choices. Drama. No matter what you choose, you know the amount of time you spend with your with your with your husbands, the amount of time you spend with your friends, 
everything come, can come up to measure as not enough because yeah. every choice you make has to exclude another choice, at least partially for right now. And so what happens is in order to be really, in order to defend the choice you make, sometimes you end up saying something that um, yeah. can look like it's shaming another mother. Yeah, in my family, my my sister-in-law chooses to work full-time. Mm-hmm. She has a two-year-old. And my husband's family is like, why aren't you working? She works. She could do it. It's like, but I'm choosing to do this. And it's not wrong of her. It's not wrong of me. Right. But it's wrong of me. You know what I mean? So I get it from every end. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> I mean, and there's a... Okay, so... <gasps> Anything else you want to share? And then I want to come back to the ouches. Um, um, well, you know what? I think it was um, funny what attracted me to, to Mel, like how we first became like closer in the class, was um, there's that Grand Old Duke song. <laughs> it's my favorite song. <laughs> now it is. But that first day... Oh, no, it was... I'm sorry. It was Tony Chestnut. It was that oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's and, a hard song. And I was like... Who is Tony, and what does he have to do with my baby? And then I just blur it out. I'm like, oh, Tony Chestnut. And my first day doing it because I came in the middle of what the first class is Discover Me, right? Right. I came in the middle of it, so all of the that's moms right. That's right. You started knew that. the song, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> Please, someone help me. And you like do a great lead carry because I'm just staring at you the whole I time. Mean, I mean, I tried to yeah. get, tell you what's coming and to help you anticipate. And you had that little teddy bear in front of you showing. It yes. took me a couple weeks to realize what the point of the the teddy I bear have was to. For. Usually, I tell people the story because yes. sometimes when I first learned it, somebody said, "Don't you know that body part song, Tony Chestnut?" And I was like. I don't have a Tony. Like, yeah, I just, really, I mean, I felt exactly the way you did. Like, I don't have it, you know? So, the first there you go. But it's that idea, like, I don't know it. Other people know it. Yeah. I'm lost. I'm confused. Yeah, and it was and it was also, I guess I said the Grand Old Duke songs. I see everyone, all the babies are loving it. And I'm like, what are these songs? I only know it's going to work. And what happens if your baby doesn't like a song or isn't ready to participate well, like I your saw, kangaroo? Well, I saw a lot of pressure. Just, I mean, I did three years of mommy and me with Sam, and then I start all over with Molly, so I feel like I've been on the circuit for a while. But I did a class called Ooey Gooey, which is an art class. Um, it's at Nova, and um, hard to get in. There's one teacher. It's amazing. You have to be on a waiting list. So my group of friends, we all get in this class with the amazing teacher, and the kids go in their diapers, and it's all sensory play, and they get messy, and they get dirty. My friend's kid hated it. Yeah. And she, like, cried every class because it's like, how bad did we fight to get in here? And her kid hated it. I was lucky. Sam couldn't walk, but they made an exception and let him in. And even though he couldn't walk, so he was supposed to be walked for the class, he loved it. He was all in textures, yeah. And it's just, there's so much pressure because I understand it's like when you fight to get the right time, to get your schedule right, and then your kid doesn't like it. There's just so, you feel like you let them down. Especially when you take a spot from you somebody else. You guys are changing else. my world now. That somehow, like, how do I be reflective and and try to make space for some of this in classes? I think you do. Um, yeah, you're I a think great you leader. do a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, because it's because not only I mean for, we have this whole layer of it being for you and about you, but then there's this other layer of like, what do you do when your child doesn't like what everybody else likes? What do you do when your child doesn't learn in the same way everybody else is? And we try to give you the eyes to honor and cherish um, every second of that. 
um, to be free when your child is the one that leaves the circle, when your child yep. is the one hates the parachute, hates yep. the, okay. loves the parachute. Yeah, and, and it's Molly like, hates it. but I, if everybody liked everything right. with the equal enthusiasm, it would be so boring and uninteresting. I could never do this anymore. But when I can study each baby's response and choices, then I know something. And then I get to like actually look at them now and think, what will, how will this be, um, how will this influence what they do when they're in transition me? How will this influence what they're like when they go to school? You know, like, I mean, my joke is I want to make these predictions, like what are they going to be doing when they're a senior in high school? Because there's no doubt in my mind that they are little people almost as complete as they will be. They'll just have new skills. I mean, the personalities and temperament are all there. So how let's focus on the babies now for a second and in the sense of like how do you take how do you go through this process to be to be there for them when they might when they might be uncomfortable with a parachute how do you adapt how do you lead them in a setting that you're not comfortable maybe taking that lead with if somebody's not there to to say yeah just 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 tell that teacher you don't want to do the parachute. How do you, how do you find? How do you give yourself permission to be there for your kids? Oh, it's hard. I'm lucky though. My first experience was with you because you, you know, you're like the baby, and because you know, breastfeeding, you're like, do I use the cape? Do I not use the cape? What if she's hungry in the middle of the class? Like, what happens there? And you know, you got you're a little like, bit of both in that class. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And it has empowered me to be like, I don't always need to put this thing on her. She doesn't like it. Um, and so, you know, you've helped kind of, you're such a great leader in the class where you're just like, you know, be part of it, step out. You know, even when we're having side conversations and you're reading us a book, like, you just keep going, right? <laughs> and so that's what makes us empowered to be able to say, okay, like, I needed to step away to feed her because she was too busy looking at everybody and not eating. And I could tell she was hungry, but couldn't figure out what to do. And so you provide, you bring that environment where I am part of another class where I, I, I think I would have been torn on like, do I make Hannah be part of this song or do I step away? And, and it, it being a first class that, that makes a big difference. And I got to have that with you because you're like, step away and feed her. It's I'm cool. glad you have that because what how how powerful is that as new mothers that you can be like yeah like i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose for myself i'm gonna choose for my baby i'm gonna choose for my three-year-old because it gets sadly it gets harder and harder to choose for yourself and your children because the world gets a little bit more complicated with each age and stage and so two weeks ago when you were finger painting with sweet potato and he hadn't tried it yet with the food sensitivity and we were going to be traveling and I felt bad because it looked so much fun and everyone was having fun and like orange everywhere but I was like I don't think we should do that you know and, yeah, yeah. and it made me feel like I don't want to be like no no thank you that's not for me but you know like I didn't want to come right, cause across because you're, like, you're such an all-in person yeah right. But, but the wisdom in, I don't want to take a chance. Right. I have to trust my gut on this because the what could be so horrible about taking a first plane ride with a baby that's just had an allergic reaction. Right. Yeah. And so next week, I promise you a right. messy and texture. And that's why this week we were there and, yeah. you know, with those little, whatever, the melting food things. He, yeah. They were everywhere. Awesome. 
Yeah. Okay. So, and back to, it's hard. It's hard to make those choices because you see it on different ages and stages now. Yeah, no, all the choices are hard, you know. All the choices are hard. Well, no, it's like now that my son is older, he's three, I still do things with him and I do, you know, he's in school now, but I I still take him to classes and stuff. I even take him, you know, now it's sports classes, but it's still, I still consider it a version of mommy and me because mommy has to be there. Right. So now it's, I don't want to do it, but you have to do it with me. So in order to get Sam to enjoy his sports, now I play sports. <laughs> and you just got to roll with it, yeah. you know? Like, whatever helps him enjoy it is what I've learned, you know? And, yeah, it's a hard, it's a fine line. Like, do we stop doing it if he doesn't like it, or do we keep going? And, you know, luckily my daughter's won, and she's great. She'll, she, she does whatever. She's pretty, she's pretty easygoing. She's like, Mom... So, Sam was easygoing too. Easygoing and confident yeah. and, and going to be there Sammy's, paying it forward. <laughs> yeah, Sammy, they were both great in Mommy and Me. I didn't have any problems. Like, I can relate to you stories from my close friends whose right. kids, you know, didn't like the art class. Sam loved art. I mean, the only times I had problems was like right in the beginning because as laid back as I am, my kids are not on a schedule. So naps always came and went, and sometimes they were during class. And that sure. was when it would get hard for me is like, all of a sudden, now Molly or Sam want a nap, but it's class time. And how did you handle that? Um, I usually just push them. <laughs> I really like going to class because I'm like, this is our thing today. Like, right, right, right. You know, when you're a stay-at-home mom, I have one activity a day, and I like to fill my calendar. So it's just like, and I mean, I don't know if you know this, but like, I'll have a mommy and me every single day. Like, that's just how I I didn't am. know, yeah. I did it with Sam, and my, you know, my vow to my second was you have you know, the same amount of mommy and me's, you know. But I like, now know that you're the person that's going to have everything. all the information about everything that's when out there. When we moved there, to so. Boca, I was very stressed before moving because I had to figure out, like, what was the best music class, what was the best, and I, yeah. I'm trying them all. That's I'm the awesome. opposite. I wish I could do that. And, you know, I feel the pressure from other moms that have made comments that I don't do enough that I haven't been to enough classes. And I even made so many efforts of like signing up for classes and then I got a cold and didn't want to go and then Ian got a cold and they didn't want to go and then it was like three weeks. I was like, oh, no, it's like the semester's already started. Like, is it worth paying for this now? So, you know, trying to find things and then getting in and like not signing up early enough right, and right. this and that, that I feel like, am I not doing enough? And I talk about this to my husband all the time. He's like, he's seven months old. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he's having fun. Like. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I, it's all about your personality. Like, I like to be busy, and I like to be on the move and doing. And she likes yeah, to be the person that knows. I, I mean, like, she's, she I is wanted, the in the know. I just, you know, I guess with Sam, I experience a lot. And so with my second, I see how fast it goes. And I, so it's like you really only have two years of this. It's not forever. And so when I sign up for these classes, to me, it's, great because that means I have one concentrated hour of just me and my kid and it's it's even more meaningful with my second because when I'm home I'm playing with both kids or the phone rings or I'm cooking dinner and you don't but when I guess I learned a different appreciation about classes it's not what I do in class it just might be that it's my time with my daughter or it's my special time with my son and Mel why we why we needed you in the podcast with Stephanie and Alyssa is that you there because there are every there's every kind of family in the world and every every mom is different yeah. and so you will never be that gotta go mom you're that's gonna be so not me yeah, yeah that's just you not and you I do it's like my version of mommy and me at home for hours every day 
where I'm playing with every toy, I'm singing every song I'm doing, you know, for me, it's to be social and to get out because right. like I'm chatting and I'm outgoing. And I remember the first day of class, I w- went to get Alyssa's number and I was like, so many people told me that mommy and me is where they made their best friend 30 years ago. And how much pressure <laughs> so is that? So of me to say that. I was like, give me your phone number. We're going to be best friends forever. <laughs> and, like, I looked back on that comment. I was like, ew, Mel. But you know what the Weird. opposite of that? I think I even told you later on that I was kind of like, it felt good that someone else felt that same pressure and felt that way, too. Because Stephanie and I have been friends forever, and we're always going to be friends forever. But I have one friend in Boca, and then... I don't know if you even remember the week I moved to Boca I called Alyssa crying after I tried all the mommy me's I signed up for maybe like four yeah and I was like I just don't know if this Boca crowd's accepting me like I I panicked I really panicked after one week of classes because I had such a welcoming and I found such a good group of friends with my son and my only hope was to do the same for my daughter because and that is hard with second child because it, it happens a lot that because there's a, there's a there's a need for that connection the first time around that kind of cements it and solidifies mm-hmm. it and so to to try to replicate that second time can be really yeah. hard so it's as exuberant as you were for that lifelong friend that. second time you're like oh they're not like my first crap like my first time yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I just also wanted to make a group of friends in Boca. It sure. wasn't even like mom friends. And I think, you know, when you have children, it's a great outlet just to make friends in yeah. general. It gives you some common ground when you're not working, especially yeah. to meet people. And, you know, I've been up here two months-ish almost. And, you know, I still don't have that group of friends or what I was, you know, hoping for. But it's a different experience. Yeah. It's totally different. And that's why I bounce between your, you know, Wednesday and Thursday class because someone told me, well, Thursday Try has second time ones. moms. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's where my friends are. Like, right. But well, then again, I realized all the second time moms are super busy. They have two kids. That's right. <laughs> and and, you know what? and it's going to change again come January when yeah. you go into a new group because every little tweak in a class dynamic changes every class's personality. I am so glad you picked this topic because I can't believe that a year later from starting this podcast, we've never had this conversation. It's like starting school. It yeah. is like starting school. And I know we will come back and revisit this a year from now. And mm-hmm. and I'm going to be like checking in on you like obsessively. <laughs> you like, Did you find your group yet? Did you find your peeps yet? I have it. I will tell you when I'm there. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching. And I'm, I'm getting there though. I'm pretty social. It's just, you know. Certain groups are more social than others. And I know this from all of my, you know, experiences. You know, like sometimes, like you said, you just hit it right. And there's people that have the same schedules. Right. It's coming. It's coming. And can do play dates every Tuesday. And then sometimes you can't find a group where they can play every Tuesday. (laughs) But we're going to do our wrap-up. And the wrap-up is always the same. Um, So thinking of what you know now that you didn't know when you first started. Or the, the, the mommy and me or the classes. Or just in a sense of like just sitting at this table. What do you... How have you got this in the sense of being a mom with a baby within a group of, dare I say, women or, or, or that <laughs> facing down that pressure of a class? After talking to everyone, like you said, our class is, is really awesome. Like it's so many, everyone's so different, yeah. right? So and yet different. there's like no clicks. We all get along. And I've learned that we're really all in the same boat here. Like we all went in with the same anxieties. We all feel the same way. And our babies have a blast, and that's the reason why we're in these classes, right, is so that, you know, we've got that time with them. So, you know, at the end of the day, just go in feet first because everyone else is feeling the same way, and 
I'm pretty sure, you know, Hannah maybe went in and she was a little bit nervous. She's like, <laughs> like what, what is going on here, you know? She handled it better than me, so. Well, I, I make the vow and the commitment to all of you that we will keep doing everything we can to keep it fun and exciting and engaging and growing with the baby. So there's so much more fun to come, I promise. <laughs> I give you a lot of credit because you really create a space of just like the non-judgmental fun place to be for the moms and the babies. And I think now that, you know, I've been in your class for however long, I my brain doesn't work anymore. However long I've been in the class for, it's it's so natural. But I felt that after the first day. Like I went in that first day so intimidated. And, like, and by the end of the day, I was like, BFF forever, give me your phone number. Love it, love it. So, um, and I'm excited, you know, with every semester to, you know, take more classes and get out there more knowing that I can do it. And Amy, <laughs> and, and, I, okay. Amy and I call it our bubble. You know, like we, it's not just for new moms, it's for this world. Like, I just think that everybody in this world today needs these places where no one's going to judge you, where you can really be yourself, where your babies can be honored and cherished. And I just, I want a bubble to, to like stretch out for everybody out there. Uh, I guess the one thing I learned is just that mommy and me, it's been as much for me as it is for the kids. They get a lot out of it, but I think I got more out of it than I ever expected. I think when I started, I didn't realize how much I needed a community and a sounding board. And even my second time around, I have different questions. And it's good to have that, you know, once a week you'll see these people and I can just ask them silly things like, sleep problems or is anyone going through and it you know and you as much as I want it and I sign up for the kids because I want them to experience things that I can't give them I don't run a mommy and me in my house (laughs) I am not singing all day we do not take out every toy I I keep my house clean I come to school for art as you can the house is very white we do not do art at home. That's why we come here. I love it. I love it. Well, and it, and it's what they t- what we hoped when we started the podcast, which I think carries over, and that is mothering and parenting is very very lonely, you know, and you don't want to have to do this alone. To have uh, have people around you that make you feel connected and like you share that they share what you're going through. My non-mom friends, they don't care about what Ian's poop looks like. (laughs) You know, I have my mom friends now that I can call and be like, is that normal? Does your baby's poop look like that? Yeah. True. They're all good questions. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. You guys rock. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.